Welcome to Dr. Yusra podcast. On this podcast, we are going to be talking all things aesthetic, wellness, and debunking some of the myths that are going around in the aesthetic industry. We want to help empower our patients to better understand aesthetic treatments and really help you to make an informed decision on your aesthetic wellness journey. My name is Dr. Yusra. My background is dental surgery and head and neck surgery. I run a clinic in Liverpool, Crosby by the beach, and in London, Hardy Street. And today I am joined by Dr. Lauren. Dr. Lauren is one of our long-standing aesthetic practitioners. Lauren, you've been working with us for over a year now. You've completed our mentorship program alongside me. You do all things aesthetics, injectable skincare, pigmentation treatments, CO2 laser. You're very well experienced and we have loved having you in our clinic. You, you travel all the way from Newcastle. Yes. Our patients love you and you love being here, I think. Yes, I do, I do. So tell us more about you. Yeah, so um, I'm Dr. Lauren. Um, my background is also in dentistry, as you know. Um, I kind of split my time between dentistry and aesthetics. Um, originally from Ireland, if you couldn't already tell. Yeah. Um, from a little place called Derry. And um, yeah, I've been doing this now for about three years in total. Um, a year at Eustace Clinic. And yeah, I'm just loving it. It's great. It's a lovely place to work. It's such a, a nice job to do uh, as well. It doesn't really feel like a job some days as well, which is also a nice bonus. Yeah. And you've had a super busy day today. You've yes, had a whole array of different yeah, treatments. Yeah, real different. Um, it's a busy, it's a busy clinic. Yes. Always busy. Um, but that's a good thing. Yeah. So what, what do you love doing? So... I think my favorite thing is probably like profile balancing. So with thermal fillers or um, now more like biostimulator treatments is yeah. great um, for enhancing skin quality. Um, I do like everything. Yeah, I can't. I find it really hard to answer that question. Yeah. I never have one specific, but if I really had to pick, probably profile balancing. Profile balancing yeah. makes a big difference to our patients. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's the just, best part. Uh -huh. It's not just the aesthetics or the, mm -hmm. the change on the outside. It's also the change on the inside. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of patients that come to see us come to see us because of something that really impacts them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's not like a whim decision no. they've been thinking about it for years yeah. they've been watching us for years mm -hmm. they want to know that we're good at what we do mm -hmm. but also it's something that often has affected them for a long time yeah. whether yeah. it's acne scarring hyperpigmentation mm -hmm. a bump on their nose mm -hmm. uh, a weak chin mm -hmm. it's something that they have always been conscious of mm -hmm. but just weren't brave enough to take that next yeah. step yeah, yeah. so I think one of the things that I love seeing is that emotional change yes. as well. Yes, uh -huh. there's a lot of tears, but she's a good tears. Good tears, exactly. happy tears. <laughs> yes. happy tears. And it's, uh -huh. not, it's magical. I always say there's yeah. magic in these four walls. Uh -huh. It's always amazing to be just a part of that journey mm -hmm. and being able to witness those changes. I think, mm -hmm. you know, the t times are changing. Yeah. And I think we're sure. in a really exciting time in the aesthetic industry. Mm -hmm. We are no longer focused on vanity alone. Mm -hmm. We're moving towards being focused on wellness. Mm -hmm. And people are starting to understand yeah. that actually they're seeking treatment as a means of self-care mm -hmm. and self-improvement. Mm -hmm. And that stigma associated with treatments is going, it's breaking down. And it's about time. Mm -hmm. I always say in dentistry, and you and I both know this, when patients come to see us for their teeth, they, they don't like their tooth or they've got crooked teeth or they've got black yeah. fillings they want to change or whatever. Mm -hmm. They... There's never stigma. They're never no. apologetic. No. Uh -huh. And society never shames them for it. Yeah. They're kind of celebrated. You know, people, mm -hmm. people, I often say that when people ha have their teeth and they want to get their teeth straight, mm -hmm. and society says to them, yeah, go get your teeth done. Yeah. And it's something that you should do. So it's not just celebrated, it's mm -hmm. encouraged. Encouraged, yeah, for sure. Uh -huh. And then as soon as it comes to straightening their nose, it's, ah, oh, 
you know, why, why don't you just accept that? Like, mm -hmm. what, what is with that judgment yeah. and that, that it's awful, that mm -hmm. shaming. And I think it's because they don't understand. Yes. Um, but I hope that this, I hope that there's one thing that we can do is break down the stigma mm -hmm. that what we do is skin deep because you and I know that it's yeah, not. it's more powerful than that for it's sure. It's way more powerful. And often we see patients who come in to see us and they say, you know what, I don't want to go on that date. I don't mm -hmm. want to, even when I'm driving, if I'm driving and I have to stop my car at a red light and someone's sitting mm -hmm. next to me and I've got a bump on my nose, mm -hmm. they hate it and yeah. they'll stop and they'll stop back so that no one can see them. Mm -hmm. So these are the little nuances that impacts their everyday mm -hmm. life, even how they wear their hair. Like now you're wearing your hair up, you're mm -hmm. gorgeous, you're confident. A lot of people don't want to wear their hair up because they don't want their face to be in full view. Mm -hmm. And actually, sometimes that's because of their nose or their chin, and mm -hmm. you correct that. And suddenly, it's not just that they, when they come in, they see me a year later. They don't say to me, oh, I love my new nose. They go, I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. I wear my hair now how I yeah. want. I've gone on that day. I've gone on that first job. Uh -huh. It's that change. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's always lovely when you see patients a few months later. And you, before, the, well, as they just walk in the door, you can just tell yeah. that they've got increased confidence. They're walking like higher powder and it's lovely to see that actually yeah. so yeah it's a it's a real nice part of the job isn't it's it? amazing yeah. <laughs> we, we give them back their mojo yes <laughs> um yeah i think it's not just i really i'm a strong believer that it's not just the outside mm -hmm. it's the inside mm -hmm. now another part of the things that we're seeing changing rapidly i mm -hmm. think is the movement towards what i call skinimalism mm -hmm. people looking for treatments that help them have healthier yes. skin um, and they're moving away from this cookie cutter approach and overfilled faces, mm -hmm. thank God. Yes. Right? Uh, because that was something that I think was quite scary. The trajectory of the aesthetic mm -hmm. industry was going down overfilled faces, mm -hmm. um, trout pout, duck yeah. lips, hamster cheeks, yeah. and Spock brows, mm -hmm. all giving aesthetics a bad name. And I think it was scaring people. People mm -hmm. didn't want to have these treatments because mm -hmm. they didn't want to look fake. No. They didn't want to look done. Mm -hmm. um, and they associated aesthetic treatments with, with that, that look. Yeah. But you and I know mm -hmm. that actually so many people are walking around having aesthetic treatments and they just look their best self. Mm -hmm. So do you agree? Do you see that as well? Absolutely. It's a real barrier to treatment, I find, um, speaking with patients, speaking with friends, you know, family members. But I, I, this, it's starting to change a little bit. But it's I always say it's the bad work that you notice, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Whereas when it's done as you need it holistically. Yeah. Just look good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's like, is it her? Is it Maybelline? Is it, yeah. is it her genetics? It, yeah, no, it's, it's stuff too strong. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, but that's the idea is that good aesthetic treatments yeah. are undetectable, yeah, right? That's it. Uh -huh. um, so, what, what do you see? You've been in the industry for a while now, mm. uh, you've been treating patients for a long time, mm -hmm. and things change rapidly. Yeah. What are you seeing as the trends or the upcoming mm -hmm. trends in the industry? For sure, it's um, definitely, like you said, like people are more interested in their skin health and what they can do to support that and mm. enhance that. Um, so there's a huge demand now for kind of more biostimulating treatments rather than just filler. Um, treatments that are going to stimulate collagen, support yeah. the health of the skin, help with you know fine lines, wrinkles, scarring, acne scarring. So um, it's a real exciting time for more regenerative medicine within yeah. the aesthetics cohort. Mm. Um, so yeah, I really love providing those treatments at the moment yeah regenerative medicine is huge mm -hmm. um and it's been around regenerative medicine itself has been around for a while mm -hmm. hasn't it yes uh -huh. so things like prp and using stem cell therapy to mm -hmm. regenerate half your liver or mm -hmm. your bones and now we've taken that science and we've we've now moved it and morphed it into mm -hmm. utilizing it for skin aging yeah 
and more and more so we're looking at age as and I, I hate to use this word but almost like a disease so we're starting to realize that actually aging lends itself to increased risk of disease and when I say that let me explain before we <laughs> I am definitely not anti-aging yeah. I am pro-aging and pro-positive aging mm-hmm. you couldn't pay me to go back to my 20s but we know that as you age your skin starts to change the mm-hmm. cellular structure starts to change yeah. right so you get these in a, a spike in matrix metalloproteinases these little cells mm-hmm. that come and break down collagen mm-hmm. you get more inflammatory cytokines you also get and inflammation is the enemy of of, of skin health mm-hmm. and it, it, we always say inflammation results in aging mm-hmm. so actually what you want to do is reduce inflammation to stop aging yeah so we call it inflammaging mm-hmm. right um, and we can have inflammation on the outside so on the skin and inflammation on the inside and now we know that some of the treatments that we do can change that inflammatory pathway mm-hmm. and actually impact your epigenetics mm-hmm. so this concept I find really exciting because your genome is programmed and your your aging in a way is programmed intrinsically so if your mom aged well or your dad aged well or they didn't age so well you're not gonna you might not age as well yeah so it's intrinsic aging mm-hmm. and then there's extrinsic aging mm-hmm. so aging that occurs because of lifestyle or yeah. because of sun exposure mm-hmm. and we know that that can actually cause damage to your DNA mm-hmm. and it can cause your phenotype so the way that you look to actually change yeah. so if we can change the epigenetics and we can influence the phenotype mm-hmm. and reverse phenotypical aging yeah that's really powerful amazing. Uh-huh. it's amazing yeah. and it means actually if we can do that mm-hmm. you don't need as much anti-wrinkle treatment you don't need as much dermal filler and mm-hmm. I think this is a really something really to celebrate and mm-hmm. something that is important to proactively understand because too often I think patients think oh I'll just wait until my lines and wrinkles are really bad and then I'll go and have toxin they don't get that actually number one toxin is a preventative treatment Mm -hmm. it can't reverse lines and wrinkles and number two fillers are volumizers Mm -hmm. they are there to replace lost volume in the face Mm -hmm. and yes you will lose volume in the face won't you you Mm -hmm. you know your face I always educate and I know you do this Mm -hmm. as well as you tell patients that's the face is five layers. You have your skin underneath this skin. You've got your superficial fat mm-hmm. pad underneath your superficial fat pad. You've got your muscle underneath your muscle. You have more fat yeah. <laughs> underneath your deep fat. You've got bone and all these layers of the face mm-hmm. are changing. Yeah, it's just like I always say to patients, there's five layers to the face. Essentially, you know, you've got your skin. We know the skin goes through changes from environmental factors, etc. And we've got a little thin layer of fat, sub- subcutaneous fat. Then we've got muscles and ligaments and then we've got a big layer of deep fat and then we have the bone and all five layers they're aging and we can target all those layers and it's about all about that holistic approach about you know every layer is aging in the same decade and you say that a lot yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're so lucky that we have different devices different injectable treatments different things to you know treat all this um so regenerative medicine now is just you know that cherry on top because we can really help the skin produce more and you know you're going to get better results for all those other treatments such as the injectables etc so um yeah it's a really exciting time (laughs) it is and i think you know what fillers and toxin are overrated i think they're overused and i think the problem is that too many clinicians only have filler and toxin in their repertoire of toolboxes and so all they know to do is inject yeah fill and if all you ever have is a hammer everything looks like a nail mm-hmm. so I think that's a real problem mm-hmm. and that's what results in this overfilled yeah. 
look, these trap plaits, these hamster cheeks. Mm -hmm. It's because people keep thinking, oh, well, you're aging, let's put more filler in. Yeah. And then five years later, they come back and, oh, you're still aging, let's put more in. Mm -hmm. Actually, no. You know, yeah. fillers should only be used as volume replacement. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm really quite strong on yeah. this. And I think, like you say, all layers of the face need to be in the same decade. Mm -hmm. And you will lose volume. So mm -hmm. there's definitely a place for fillers mm -hmm. to replace lost volume but you're going to lose loss you're going to lose volume in the bone mm -hmm. so the deepest layer yeah. you're going to lose volume in the deep fat mm -hmm. and that's your that's your structural yeah. support yeah but what about muscle laxity mm -hmm. what about degeneration of collagen elastin mm -hmm. in the skin you can't really replace that with hyaluronic acid fillers but now we can actually stimulate new collagen in our skin mm -hmm with regenerative medicine and there's lots out there now and, and it's such a booming market i think it's going to get better and better mm -hmm. and better and as with all these things i think you need to approach with caution you need to understand the scientific background mm -hmm. and you need to choose yeah. the right products and understand the risks associated with each product because mm -hmm. each product does come with risk right um so we've got polynucleotides we've got radius we've got sculptra tell us a little bit more about what you like using for mm -hmm. regenerative medicine yeah. and why yeah um, so I use a lot of Radius, which is just fantastic. I really love treating um, with this product. Um, so what Radius is, it is a biostimulator um, with calcium hydroxyapatite in it. And how it works, it, it helps your body produce more collagen. So it kind of provides a scaffold underneath the skin um, that when we inject it, you're going to see a little bit of a result straight away because it is a gel. Um, but over time, over about a course of three months, your body's going to produce more collagen. Um, and it's fantastic for around like the jowls for, you know, tightening this area. And um, it can be used along the cheeks and everything as well. So it's just great for the skin quality. You're going to increase hydration. It can help with fine lines, wrinkles, laxity. Um, and then, yeah, it's a really lovely treatment. Patients have been loving it as well, which is always great. Um, so yeah, that's what I quite like to use at the moment. So calcium hydroxyapatite yeah. is something that's been around for a really long time, yeah. Yeah. but a lot of people have been scared to mm. use it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it was controversial at one point, yes. and that's because it can't be dissolved. Yes. And I think people worry, oh my God, if I'm going to have calcium hydroxyapatite mm -hmm. and it goes into a blood vessel, mm -hmm. what happens yeah. then? Yeah. Yeah. So what's your take on that? Yeah. So it's you know, all the treatments come with risks and the delivery system is really important to, to kind of reduce that risk. So I'll quite often just use a cannula. We're using it very, very superficial. You kind of call it skin scraping. So it's just right underneath the skin and that's a very, very low risk area for any, you know, occlusions to happen. Um, we're constantly moving the cannula and assessing the skin. So um, I think it's a lot to do with product placement and actually knowing how to use the product yeah. effectively the and safely right? and the, the technique, technique. Yeah. yeah um so yeah i mean it, it's you know every treatment has its risk but it's about weighing up that balance 100 mm -hmm. i think look you know you dye your hair there's a risk of an allergic reaction mm -hmm. you have surgery there's a risk of, of not waking up after surgery yeah. you cross the road there's a risk that you mm -hmm. have a car accident you get mm -hmm. in a car you get in a plane risks are always there yeah. and ultimately you have to weigh up that risk yeah and calcium hydroxyapatite, yes, you can't dissolve it, mm -hmm. but it all comes down to technique. Mm -hmm. And it's certainly, it's an FDA-approved product. Yeah. So it's been around for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Radius itself has over 200 clinical papers. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a product that is heavily tested. Yeah. It does what it says on the tin. It's mm -hmm. the highest G-prime filler. So it's fantastic for structural support. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to use it in the nose. I'm not no. going to use it in areas where actually it's very risky. Mm -hmm. Um, the nose is, a, is an area that's very complex because of the vasculature. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you've got to use your brain, yeah. right? So you inject the right product in the right area, yeah. like you said.
but also there is an on-label use, mm -hmm. which is the placement in the jawline mm -hmm. to help improve the jawline. Yeah. And I personally do not like hyaluronic acid gels in mm -hmm. the jawline. I think, you know what, they're overused. They result in puffiness because hyaluronic acid gel, hyaluronic acid is a polysaccharide. Mm -hmm. It's a molecule that sucks water into the skin. So if we're placing a water sucking product into the tissues, it may look nice that day, that month, maybe that year, but after that's gonna get puffy. Mm -hmm. So we really need to be conscious of that. Yeah. And I, when I see women in particular with hyaluronic acids in the jawline, I think, oh my God, that is not gonna age well. Mm -hmm. So you can't just think now, short term. Mm -hmm. You've gotta think, what a, how is this product going to age long term? Yeah. And I think that's where calcium hydroxyapatite mm -hmm. works phenomenally well, because yeah. it doesn't suck water in. No. It gives that structural support, mm -hmm. that definition, that precision. Yeah. But the beauty, like you said, is it's a scaffold for collagen yeah. stimulation. So you inject that underneath the surface of the skin and actually collagen sits on there and starts to proliferate and you get more and mm -hmm. more and more collagen. So you're actually reversing skin aging mm -hmm. and that's really, really interesting. Yes. Mm -hmm. And long term, that means if you've actually increased the collagen density in the skin, you're not going to need fillers mm -hmm. as much anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's a no brainer. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying to all my patients now is listen, Fillers are great for giving you lost volume, mm -hmm. but they are not an investment because they will go down over time yeah. and you will need to replace them. Yeah. Collagen stimulation is an investment yeah. and that means it gets better and better with time. Absolutely. So regenerative medicine is 100% the future. Mm -hmm. If you can regenerate your own collagen, yeah. it's a no-brainer. I know, because unfortunately, as as you know, uh, you know, it decreases over time. So yeah. from the age of around 26, it starts yeah. to go down about three percent a year collagen then, yeah collagen yeah, yeah in our skin so i just think that anything that we can inject is going to stimulate that and boost yeah. that amazing yeah. because we'll just get better results long term yeah so you love radius yes i love radius and i love sculpture yes. um sculpture is a different product mm -hmm. it doesn't work the same way does okay. it Tell me more. <laughs> so Sculptra is a polylactic acid. Okay. Yeah. And it works by causing an inflammation in the skin. So it goes down a different cascade or a different pathway. Yeah. And often patients say to me, which one, Radius or Sculptra? Mm -hmm. And the answer isn't necessarily one or the other, as with all of our treatments. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's both at different times. So Radius is great because it's a collagen stimulating treatment that is non-inflammatory and acts as a scaffold. Yeah. Sculptra works really well in more of an aging patient who perhaps has lots of creepiness in their mm -hmm. skin, and we want to really stimulate that collagen production. Uh, you can use it in the face, you can use it in the neck, you can use it also in the buttocks okay. to create new collagen, mm -hmm. um, but it is an inflammatory process. Yeah. So in some patients who have an Im a compromised immune system, mm -hmm. it's not something that I would no. use. Patient selection. Mm -hmm. um, also, I think the with Sculptra, it's got a funny history as well. So it, it was, it's been around for a really long time. It was actually first, when it first came out, it was used for HIV lipoatrophy. Yes, some of you tell me this actually, it's so interesting. <laughs> so patients who have HIV can lose a lot of fat very quickly and they end up being very, very gaunt. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening is they kind of hide their face mm -hmm. um, in hoodies or behind their hair because yeah. of course, we know that you're judged based on how you look, um, whether we want like to admit that or not. And so naturally, if you've lost a lot of fat in your face, you start to look quite gaunt, mm. quite skeletal, quite unhealthy. Mm -hmm. People start to stare or question why, and that can bring about its own distress. Mm -hmm. And so Sculptra was used to stimulate new collagen. And in the 
I want to say olden days, back in, <laughs> back in the olden days, it was used in a different way to stimulate collagen, but we couldn't always predict its endpoints. Mm-hmm. So it would make new collagen and then make new collagen and then make new collagen. Mm-hmm. Didn't know its endpoint. Okay. And it was r- associated with risks of lumps and nodules. Mm-hmm. So I'm quite risk averse. I don't like to use something where I don't know the end result yeah. or it doesn't have an, a predictable mm-hmm. endpoint. So I stopped using it um, back in 2017 until it was reformulated last year. And now with the reformulation, it's fantastic because now, yes, we're using it for collagen stimulation, mm-hmm. but we're also using it for skin boosting because it's stimulating collagen, elastin, hyaluronic acid. You're getting more generalized mm-hmm. skin boosting okay. properties. Yeah. So that's that's great. So mm-hmm. you're using it alongside your other treatment modalities like your deep dermal fillers mm-hmm. to give back that skin yeah. glow. Okay. Uh, but then there's also Profido. Yes. You know, there's there's lots of biosimilators on the market. Yeah. And people don't know. They come in and they go, oh, can I have Profido? Because it, co- it stimulates collagen. But it yeah. doesn't no. quite, does it? <laughs> You've done Profido on me. Yeah, yeah. So that is a huge misconception, I think. Um, Profido is beautiful. It's lovely. It's great for hydrating the skin and the face. It can be used in the hands. Um, but basically how it works, it helps um, produce fat tissues, something yeah. called ado. I can never say this properly. Adipose yes. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Um, so that's how it works. It kind of helps to plump up your fat cells. Yeah. So um, with the skin, it's going to plump. It's going to help smooth kind of crepiness in the skin, yeah. fine lines and wrinkles. And because yeah. it's hyaluronic acid based, it's going to give you that hydration back to your skin. Um, but it does not produce new collagen yeah. at all. It works yeah. completely differently. Huge misconception, yeah. right? I think um, Profilo had great marketing. Yeah. And everyone comes in and goes, oh, can I have Profido? Mm-hmm. And there's also Profido body, and it works well, yes, but it's uh, a hyaluronic acid. Yeah. And it does stimulate the fat cells, but it gives you a glow. Mm-hmm. And I personally think, and I see a lot of patients with skin of color, I personally think it works better in Caucasian okay. white patients yeah, yeah. Okay. than it does for darker skin mm-hmm. types, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, I don't know if that's something that you've noticed. Yeah, I know um, we had a discussion about this before, yeah. but um, yeah, I tend to use a lot of different types of skin boosters. Yeah. Um, you know, that maybe not just, they don't just give the glow, they might help with acne scarring and things as well. So there's more than one tool in the toolkit. I think it's always just about patient selection and product selection yeah. um, to get the result that we want. You're exactly right. It's not one size fits all, is yeah, it? And uh-huh. I think. You know, that's why people say to me, oh, what fillers do you use? And I say, look, it depends mm-hmm. on the patient. Yeah, you know, we uh-huh. only use premium fillers. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important mm-hmm. because there's over 200 different fillers in the UK. Yes. It's uh-huh. hugely underregulated. Yeah. You can be a plumber, take a day course, and the next day you're injecting filler bought off eBay into someone's face scary. or buying fake toxin from a man in a white van. And people think I'm joking. I know. But it like, this was. is a real thing, right? <laughs> like, yeah, literally, yeah. these things happen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so it is scary and it's yeah. really important that patients are informed to go to a medical practitioner, ask what filler they're using and mm-hmm. only use premium fillers mm-hmm. uh, that are backed by science, backed by data, that have a high safety profile, mm-hmm. a low risk profile. And Profilo is a great product. It's a biostimulator, like you said, but it's not a collagen stimulator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how often are you, you did it on my hand, yes, you're going to do right. my second session today, so yes. I'm really excited. Uh-huh. But tell me, how often are you injecting Profilo? What are you saying to patients yeah. in terms of longevity? So you do need at least two sessions, kind of four weeks apart. And it will last, you know, around four four months or so. So, so it like is your toxin. Yeah, a little bit like toxin. So it is something that you would, you know, do a couple of times per year. Um, or, you know, maybe just have it in the summer and the winter to kind of give yeah. you that glow back when all our skin gets dehydrated with the cold. Um, so yeah, it is something that you would have a little bit more regularly. Um, a lot of people come in for their tox treatment, and then they might have some profile as well. So it, yeah, and yeah, it's a multiple multiple times a year. Usually. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, that's a good idea. Summer and winter. Yeah. So kind of summer glow, winter <laughs> yeah. dehydration. Yeah. And we know that the more hyaluronic acid you have in the skin, the less likely your barrier function will be compromised. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now we're hearing different things. So we've got Sculpture, we've got Radiance. These are both scientific backed mm -hmm. products that will stimulate collagen. They've been around for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And there's new stuff coming onto the market yes. like fish sperm. <laughs> Crazy, huh? Yeah. I always wonder how did you even think about injecting yeah, fish sperm? How did you come about that? How did you discover this? <laughs> so polynucleotides, exosomes, these yeah. are all kind of new ones. Yes. Exosomes are like running wild. Yes. Polynucleotides are great as well. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we offer here at the clinic mm -hmm. and has also been gaining a lot of momentum. Mm -hmm. So polynucleotides, what are they, hey? So they're they're strands of DNA or RNA uh, yeah. that come from fish, mm -hmm. um, specifically salmon, salmon. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you inject them into the skin, and they stimulate new collagen. Mm -hmm. You can get them in different densities. Mm -hmm. so you can use them in the jaw. Yeah. Um, you can use them on the face. You mm -hmm. can use them under the, under eyes. the eyes. I've actually yeah. had polynucleotides. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hide what I have. Uh -huh. um, and I, I think it's a great. I, I'm a huge believer now in mm -hmm. collagen stimulation. Yeah. So the more we can stimulate your own collagen, mm -hmm. no brainer. You get yourself get get that working for you mm -hmm. especially pre-menopause mm -hmm. you know that yeah. you're, you're maybe a little bit further away from that than <laughs> i am but the next big thing for me will be my yeah. 40s that's the you know it's not my next birthday but that's the next big mm -hmm. thing and then we start talking about that that perimenopausal phase and mm -hmm. perimenopause you start to lose collagen rapidly yeah. when you lose collagen like you said over mm -hmm. the age of 25 from mm -hmm. the age of 26 you are aging you're losing 1.5 percent of mm -hmm. your collagen you're and collagen gives you structural support yeah. in your skin. Elastin gives it its bounce. Hyaluronic acid gives it hydration, hydration and glow. Yeah. So as we're losing that year and year and year, we're starting to get these fine lines and wrinkles creeping up, particularly around the eyes. And then you hit the perimenopause. Between the, and in the menopausal mm -hmm. phase, you're losing 30% of your collagen. So it's yeah. a rapid mm -hmm. decline in the skin quality yeah. and the integrity of the skin. Mm -hmm. So polynucleotides are huge. Radius is huge. Uh, sculpture is huge. Mm -hmm. Profilo, yeah, it's going to replace lost, uh, it's going to replace lost hyaluronic acid, but it's not going to do anything mm -hmm. for your collagen. Then there's exosomes. Yes. So this is exciting. Yes. Now exosomes are, are an interesting, and, new thing to the market. Mm -hmm. Um, they are. I think of them like little bubbles of messengers, if you like, mm -hmm. and they are vesicles, mm -hmm. and they are not stem cells, but they give targeted messages. Mm -hmm. So it's actually illegal to inject human-derived exosomes. Mm -hmm. In the UK, you can't yeah. inject that into the face, but you can topically microneedle it. Yeah. Um, and what will happen is it diffuses through the skin mm -hmm. and then it goes to its targets, whatever that might be. It might be skin as a target, it might be hair follicles. Mm -hmm. so it's important that when you're having exosomes, you're having good quality exosomes, yes. uh -huh. you understand that there are messages, so mm -hmm. you can have bad messages, you can mm -hmm. have good messages. And when I say that, you can have messages that say, hey, make new collagen. And then you can have messages that say, hey, make cancer. Mm -hmm. So bad messages should not be yeah. injected. So, you know, it comes down to, again, quality. You mm -hmm. don't want to be injecting exosomes that will stimulate a bad pathway, mm -hmm. an inflammatory pathway, yeah. a cancer pathway, mm -hmm. um, a skin aging pathway. You want to inject or use exactly the messages <laughs> yeah. that are going to switch on yeah. collagen formation, mm -hmm. wound healing, mm -hmm. new blood vessels, and target it to the right area. So yeah. if you want new hair mm -hmm. and you can target hair loss, mm -hmm. then you want to have hair-specific exosomes okay. yeah. on the scalp. Yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. You can have plant-derived ones or human-derived ones. Okay. I know people go, oh, my God, human-derived ones. Yeah. Um, and there are 
there are human-derived ones that are working very, very well, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the science will continue to develop. It's still limited, but there's certainly good science in mm -hmm. the background. So um, I think regenerative medicine is huge. Yeah, it's definitely the way forward, I think. Yeah, and, and you can double up, kind yes, of, so you can uh -huh. use... You can have radius, and then you can have skin boosters, mm -hmm. and then you can have microneedling radiofrequency or microneedling with exosomes. Mm -hmm. It's not one size fits yeah. all. It depends on the patient. Yeah, it really helps with the healing as well, the exosomes, like after you've had like a laser treatment or yes. microneedling treatment. So Like me. I had I had CO2 laser. Uh, what, like did you have ago. the exosomes after? I did. Ah, okay, I did. And then I shared I shared my uh, whole, I, like yeah, I went uh, on live and yeah, I shared yeah. people. And then people were like, oh my God, your face is falling off. Because I had scabs <laughs> on my face. But, uh, it, but it was so easy to cover up and yeah. it healed so quickly. Yeah. And what exosomes do that nothing else really does mm -hmm. is take away inflammation. Mm -hmm. Because when we do things like CO2 mm -hmm. laser, which is for resurfacing, I've got really bad acne scarring, is it's when you, when you do trauma, when you create mm -hmm. trauma in the skin, you are starting this wound healing response mm -hmm. and your body starts to create new collagen. But at the same time, there's inflammation. Yeah. And remember, inflammation is the enemy of all things good. Yeah. So you want to take down the inflammation. Yeah. So exosomes come in and they reduce inflammation really quickly. Okay. So you get, you don't get pro-inflammatory, you get anti-inflammatory. Yeah, yeah. And that helps with the collagen stimulation okay. and the healing. Yeah. So my CO2 laser, I healed within seven days. Okay. I literally went back to work the next day. Mm -hmm. I could cover it up with sterile makeup. It's mm -hmm. amazing. So yeah. it's not like the olden days. You know, people think CO2 laser, they think sex in the city, yeah. skin peel, yeah. Samantha looking crazy, <laughs> yeah. red and scary. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to be like that no. anymore. Um, so yeah, I had exosomes. I'm a huge believer. Mm -hmm. I, I, my inflammation went down really quickly. Yeah. And I'm really happy I do it again. Uh -huh. Your skin yeah. looks amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to get my second session for Fido yeah. today. So, um, yeah. Any any other things that you want to tell our listeners about regenerative medicine? Yeah, I think it's with regenerative medicine. I think it's just a lot of people don't know about it. So it's nice yeah. to kind of go through the different types and actually explain them for patients. Um, you know, skin boosters, we know people ask for those, as I've mentioned, and we've got so many different types, but they're not necessarily regenerative, yeah. but they can target different things as yeah. well. So and I think making that distinct, that distinguishing between them is yeah. super important for patients. I agree. Yeah. And, and ultimately, treating patients as the unique pe people mm -hmm. that they are, mm -hmm. it isn't one size fits all. You yeah. know, we're not brand ambassadors who are going to pick up one filler mm -hmm. because that's what our, the manufacturers tell us to yeah. do. It's about assessing the person in front of you yeah. and being really honest, ethical, mm -hmm. and saying, okay, actually, if you've got acne scarring, this is the best skin booster. Yeah. If you've got age spots and you've got laxity in your skin, mm -hmm. let's use Radius. Yeah. So, you know, if you've got um, pigmentation, let's use Belaterra Revive. Mm -hmm. If you've got acne scarring, let's use skin boosters because they yeah. all have their own unique, unique. properties. Yeah. Uh -huh. And that means that we have to respect our patients mm -hmm. and use the right product for the right patient. Yeah. Something I really strongly yeah. believe is patient comes first, you know, mm -hmm. and, and as ethical medical practitioners, mm -hmm. our duty is to care for our patients yeah. first and foremost. Um, and I think we have to move away from being pressured by manufacturers to only use one specific filler for mm -hmm. all patients because it's, yeah. it's not really, you wouldn't go to your doctor and be like, hi, I've got a rash. And they go to you, well, I can only prescribe one cream because yeah. that's what the manufacturers say. No, or no, don't give paracetamol, <laughs> don't try ibuprofen because I get paid by paracetamol. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know, so it's really important. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like you got, imagine your doctor could only give you one antibiotic. You yeah. would walk out of that doctor's office and go buy another doctor. Yeah. Uh -huh. so your doctor has to have a wide range of experience, mm -hmm. understand all the products out there and select the right product for you, the mm -hmm. patient. Um, so, yeah. I think this has been a really good chat. I know it was really good. Insightful <laughs> chat. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lauren, You're very for welcome. joining us. Lauren, I want to ask you 
our next um, person joining us, what question would you like to what question would you like to give them? Um, what we talk about made it? them get into aesthetic medicine? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll open up with that one next. Cool. Thank you for joining me, Lauren. I um, shall let you go because I know we've got to do our profile yes. before you go off to <laughs> Newcastle. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys, for the next one. And we'll see you soon.